Game of the year 2022. The dew, brah. The dew. Did you know they make Mountain Dew flavored Twinkies? Yes. Yep, I just found out about it today. I was numb like I'm not even touching that with a 10 foot pole. No, Dude, gross. I drank the fruitcake one and I just stood here going like, I think I'm going to throw up. No, it was actually pretty good. I liked it. Oh. I hated it. Yes. it was. Uh, what is it? Fruit quake? They called it yes, or something? But no, the gingerbread man was, the, was like the one where it gave me a I headache. refused to try it. No, it gave me the worst headache of my life. Like, mm -hmm. I think Ari and Soap were drinking it with me and we both looked at each other. And I'm just like, I don't feel good after drinking this. No, there's two Mountain Dew flavors <laughs> that I refuse to try. The Cheeto one and the gingerbread oh, one. The Cheeto one was so bad. It's like, just imagine drinking acid reflux. Yeah, the no, best I refuse to, to that. I'm sorry. I see hot Cheetos <laughs> and gingerbread flavor. I'm like, you, you can keep those. Are you drinking a Bud Light seltzer? Are you that man? No, I, it's a friend of mine. I've had these for a year, I think, by now. Friend that came over a long time ago <laughs> left them there, and this is all I had left. So lies. Would you like? Would it. you? Would you make fun of him if he was drinking a uh, white claw? Yes. Oh. I, I, I don't drink white claw. I used. Yes, you did. No. At homie G's party when you got completely trashed. Yes, you were drinking white. I claw. tried it. No, you were drinking. I, I you and Lizzie were drinking white claws. Was it really? I we, never remember trying white claw, bro. It's where we had the white trash party. Yeah, I was white trash. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was that. I was staying in character. That that was the. And I was looking fucking fabulous that day. <laughs> you yeah, kidding me? My one friend used to have thing parties, and one of them was a white us dressing up as white trash. It was. It was. And I was like the, the gay slut. What trash? Needless to good. say, I, I I what was it? Oh no, me and Maria had the same shirt, and yeah, yeah, that was the best thing ever. Me and Maria looked at each other, just like. Great minds think alike, and I just go, she goes, how long are you going to be wearing this shirt before you put on a long sleeve shirt on? I'm going to give it 20 minutes, and I'm putting back my long sleeve arm, because my arm, my, my skin's on fire. The sun. All right, I was about to be like, hey, what? It was a hot day. What the fuck? Then I'm like, all right. Yes, so, it was. We all slept in the grass. Try yeah. not to move that microphone. Like, set it up how you want it, because every okay. time you move it, it, like, it blows up. So just like, yep, yep. Like there, there, there's, there's massive static with that microphone. Oh. We found we found that out last week because yes. Andrew kept moving the mic, and when I went to go edit, it was just like crackling like crazy. Okay. And I was like, why? Well, hopefully Wait it doesn't move because the part was like, Andrew. Sometimes Wait, it keeps moving. Could have been me then. Could it, it was no, you? It not not last but week. The last podcast. Whatever the last podcast you was. Buffoon. You were on, yeah. Fine, fine. You got me there. Yes. yes. I mean, I remember the last podcast I was here. I was moving this a lot. I don't know what the deal is. I'm not really yeah. sure why it's crackling like that. So now we are going to do our own top, you know, our top games of this year. This is Manadrone. Yes, this is for before we get this is Manadrone. I'm Adam. I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. I'm Joseph. Needless to say, we did not play all the games that like all these reviewers played and at the Game Awards. We are not the Game Awards. We are just average people just who are hardcore nerds that want to do a podcast. So these are games that we played that we enjoyed the most. Yeah. Needless to say, do we want to make it in a top 10 list or do we just want to grab the games that we are games that are just that stuck us out of part? I, I figure what we do is name off from five to one. And if we have overlap, then we can just say what rank we did it. OK, I, I'll give you my top five games right now. Trek the Yomi. 
Huh? Oh, we're just we're just naming them all off. I'm gonna name them off right now, and then we can argue in the dispute. Because I have five. I know Andrew does not, and no. Neither does Joseph, apparently. Oh, okay, so this I year I did not have enough games <laughs> to play. Technically, honestly. there are five games you have played, yes, that you are ta- bragging about. Five? Let's see now. You played Crisis Core. That came out this so year. Crisis Core came out, yeah. 20, Elden 20 Ring. hours, and I finished and did a lot of side quests yes. on top of it. Yes, so Elden short. Ring. Elden Ring, God of War. Oh, no. Forbidden, yeah. Forbidden West. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Did you ever play Sifu? No, but that's on my list because yeah. it looks really, really good. Yes. Everything I've seen about it, it is. it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, that's really good. That's on my list of <laughs> games, but I'm waiting for it to go on sale. I got it on sale I for think C- the $25 at GameStop. Yes. Nice. But um, Black Friday. We're gonna, I'm not gonna lie. It was well. Like, we all just talked about this. Like I kind of capitalized on the deals this time for GameStop, and I really don't. I don't really shop at GameStop that much at all. I don't remember. And there was a bunch of game deals to where like it was. What was it? Uh, buy two get. You know, like get the. Stop it. <laughs> you see that right there? That's Joseph's microphone. I don't know what the hell's going on. I haven't on moved it. He's, he's, he's not moving. I don't it. know what the deal is with that mic. That mic's going bad or something. Mm-hmm. Me? No. No, I think the mic is just going bad because yeah. every time so often we are literally he's not even moving. Yeah, and I don't he's know not touching is. it. Yeah, I don't I don't okay, know. Okay, I was trying it. to see if maybe lifting this, but it's no. not doing no. it. Again. No, no, no. I, it's, it's not a big deal. No, well, no, no, I guess, yeah, I have another Yeti mic we can plug in if we have to. But um no needless to say though, like I kinda took full on advantage of it because like everywhere else the quarry is like still like fifty bucks. I got that thing for seventeen ninety nine. Shit, GameStop? I gotta check GameStop more. I haven't been there in I ages. I go online. Don't go to the... Our, oh. I will say this right now. For our store alone, the Midland store, Yeah. they make money there in the mall. They do. do. You, they make, for, for their online sales, though, do you not? Do you only benefit if you're a power-up rewards yes, member? Yes, I think. If you're not power-up rewards, it's not really worth it, in my opinion, because um, mm. needless to say, for my points that I built up, mm. I got a $25 gift. You know, I could take $25 off my purchase. So needless to say, when I did my online purchase, which I had to pay shipping and handling, which whipped dick do, I think I, I got like, like... $7. That's not that expensive. No, exactly. I got like a total of six games, and with all my points and everything like that, I paid $10. Jeez. That's how many Damn. points I've saved up. See, I am sad that they don't do... So they don't do this over countries, because we have GameStop in Italy. Mm. And... Mm. Being the poor kid that didn't work when I was a teenager, I always went to the used games. So I was always paying, you know, those 15-something. Sure. And I had the card there. I had bought so many games at GameStop that I had, like, the platinum card for GameStop. Like, I had racked up so many points that I was, like, at the top tier of it with everything. Because I was always there. But honestly, GameStop has died. Like, they don't have... They're more of once they bought Think Geek, which I missed the real Think Geek. I don't like GameStop only not controlling Think Geek. I miss that website so much. But um, they are more material of like T-shirts and pop figurines, and now like their video game section NFTs. I hate. Uh, <laughs> is that still a thing? Yes, sort of. I don't know why it's still it coming. It made it. it I it, never it, understood. It, it died, and then it made a comeback, and then it died, and then it, it it's back again. And I don't understand the Didn't logic. Didn't somebody like sell a couple NFTs for like millions or something? Yeah. By the way, a lot of streamers and like big name uh, influencers are being sued over them for misleading their audience. Yes. Yes. And investing into them. So 
misleading with how how is that misleading it's, it's not right, it's, it's in there it's in their title They're no some of these streamers did not they influence no, so, them to so buy the a good NFTs. example would be like somebody's like oh hey i'm uh what's what's a huge piece of shit let's look at like logan, logan paul. paul let's look at like logan paul let's <laughs> i was gonna say he is a piece of let's shit look, let's look at these pieces of shit being like guys these are nfts i don't know what they, they're well, doing man this I'm is a whole new thing i made it my own nft ha 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 as a joke uh let's invest it let's let's see how much money we can we can get it up worth and then he, like, invested his own money to make it look like it was skyrocketing, so people were then investing into it thinking that it was going to be worth oh, money. Oh, see, that is And yes. then he turned around and sold them by, in, like, by inflating it with his own money, so then he made a shit ton of money off of it. So he scammed his entire fucking audience. See, I was I was going to be okay at first when I started saying, let's see how much we can rack it up as long as they strictly put the money in it. Then I'm like, fine, you know, we're just seeing how it goes. Yeah. But tricking like that, that's BS. Yeah, well, no, a lot of big name people have been doing that, where they're like, this is gonna be worth so much money, watch, and then they inflate it with their own money. Then people are like, oh shit, it's going up, I need to buy it now. And so then when you have hundreds of people buying it, thousands of people buying it, they're like, okay, cool, fuck guys, thanks for making these worth this much, and I'm gonna now sell all of these I own for way more than I invested into it. And now, <laughs> Isn't yeah. that kind of how um, uh, it, Bitcoin works? Bitcoin's a bit more different. Bitcoin is kind of like a collective whole of people kind of put the... Where they kind of get like, this money has value. Okay, but the other thing about Bitcoins as well is that we're not trying to... Um, I'm trying to think of the best way of putting it. We're not trying to put like the value into a Bitcoin and then saying, hey, you're going to physically own this Bitcoin. We're kind of putting value into this digital currency so people can use and trade it for like other goods online. As opposed to NFTs, where the whole point of NFTs are like, you buy this and you own it. It's yours. It's unique. What is it? I don't know. But <laughs> Technically you speaking, NFTs got taken out like art. That's yeah. the thing about it. But yeah, but you have my, my the thing, NFT of this yeah, character. It's you, like the NFT of the Mona Lisa. I think it's outrageous that, you know, like Keanu Reed said it perfectly. You can't trying to say that it's you can only repro reproducible or whatever exactly a hundred percent but yes so i want to show andrew this because i took a screenshot when it was this taken come on uh Thursday. i think bitcoin is gonna crash though it that already is crashing and magically half the people are dying yeah AI, have you seen now that they're very then now they're selling so real estate virtually yes so you can own uh like a piece of central park or anywhere in the world why would you want to own central park it, that's also a scam. Do you know you can buy moon property from some guy like in uh, Nevada? Jesus yeah. Christ. No. Yeah, yeah, he actually sells moon property. If you go on the phone, they actually have what it's, I think it's called Atlas or something. Well, here's the kicker, too. That only, like I was trying to explain to my one friend, he's like, I'm going to buy a star from my girlfriend. My guy. I guarantee you the star that you get is also controlled by uh, uh, probably okay. several other people have that star. He goes, no, it's not. Type in the star's name. Do, 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 and it has a list of all the people that like this star Listen, is theirs. When it comes, I did buy a star for somebody once. <laughs> but the thing, at least for me, it was like, I'm just doing it because it's like cute and romantic. That's about it. It had nothing to do with like, oh, you're the only one who owns this star. It's like, it's a cute thing for people that it's isn't nice to that. It's a gesture, but I, yes. th I think that owning a owning a star is about as effective as owning an NFT at that point. No, yeah, absolutely. But like I said, <laughs> it was more it was more of the cuteness yeah, of the it's, gesture. It's the gesture, yeah. yeah it's, it's, the, it's the thought that counts. It's a, like, right. it's something special. Oh, he yeah. would like to, or she would like to buy me a star, and they did. Yeah. Like, it's all about the gesture. 
Unless you're somebody that's loaded and says, hey, I'm Elon Musk, I'm gonna buy the sun. Yeah, which at that point you actually buying sure. it. There, it's more like a romantic, like for especially for right. people who are into stars or like yeah. astrology or hey, stuff I like that. one of the little dipper stars. Yeah, you know, yeah. you just do it, you know, just, roman just a romantic gesture. But like he says though, there's people that are like, oh no, I really own this star. I'm like, no, you fucking don't. But if you no, buy you the don't. North Star, you gotta flash that cash because it's the North Star. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Along with everybody else that flashed it and bought it with you. Right, right. Yeah, yes. Yeah. No, the thing that you just showed me there, Josh, the funny thing about that is so uh, AI art is now under coming a lot of fire. Yeah. Because it's all stolen. Yeah. Yeah, so they use assets from other people's art and then just combine that. Yeah, stuff. yeah, and yeah. That, that's the problem with AI art because there's no creativity. And I'm going to say this right now. I'd rather have, like, little Ari's um, sister, Jocelyn, she's making me a Gundam right now. And my one friend's just like, well, you know, she's still, so, you know, that kid's, like, still in high school. I'm like, yep. But she's got talent. Well, you can see that, like, there's some things that she maybe made a mistake on. And I, I'm like, I actually like that, that, you know, there was a mistake made. And then she tried to fix it and improve it. And I'm like, that's just a human error that kind of, like, gives that painting something totally different from what other people oh, have. 100%. You know? I love the artwork that she made for me. The whole, the, um, Able Night Road and Gunslinger that's hanging in my room as we speak right now. I love that art. $200 worth it. I pay two hundred dollars yeah. because she's wants to go see the world. So yeah. I'm like, uh, two hundred dollars, a hundred dollars for each painting. This is how much quality work it is. Is I love it on that. like canvas? Yeah, it's in my room right now. Huh. If you were to walk, like take off the headphones and walk in there, Wait, you'll let me see. Look at it. Yeah, it. you've seen you've seen Blood Trinity, right? No. <laughs> but yeah, effectively the whole thing that's going on right now is that uh, yeah, people people. It's funny because people who are defensive AI art. There, there is one credence to be made for AI art, which is if you're using your own artwork and you're plugging into the AI and generating new images based off of only... No, Ari's sister is talented. That's she really just, good. like, she had an art exhibit and she made, like, a bunch of money by selling her artwork. So, again, Interesting. This, one of the defenses <laughs> for AI art is that if somebody like myself is an artist and I put in all my plug in all of my art into the AI and then I use it to generate new pictures, or, you know, to generate, you know, images, uh, the idea there is I can use that for inspiration and I can use that as a way to, like... Yeah, but people, my... a lot of the times, will just leave uh, the mashup as it is. So, a lot of the times, the issue is, is it's almost 95% of the time where people are just going online, scraping databases for people's art and then plugging it into the AI, then generating new images with the said scrape artwork and the thing is is that not a single artist is being credited the websites aren't being credited nobody's being credited for this and then people are trying I to I got that for free I like all it all I did is I typed in cyberpunk thunderstorm and that popped up through AI art yeah and it's, Damn. Now, it's now a background image on my phone for yeah. free yeah I gotta and, check the AI and, and so the funny, you get three for free so the funny thing about that though three for free so the funny thing about that is that now think of all the people that you just stole that artwork from yeah that was just stolen from everybody yep. those artists aren't credited those artists aren't getting yep. any royalty for it and you're just given a picture that's garbage by the way most of it looks terrible yeah and that's the whole idea behind it kind of like that one guy who just made a quote unquote children's book using AI because he was playing around one weekend and made it and if you look at every picture it's disturbing Fingers fucking missing, just random shit everywhere in the pictures. All the anatomy is wrong. Eyes are just drifting off. It looks terrible. It's absolutely horrific. <laughs> is it? Is it this the children's book called Julia's Fingers Are Missing? <laughs> I don't know. And so it's one of those things, too, that people were just like... A Breaking Bad tale. Yeah, so the funny thing is that this guy put his post on Twitter and everybody's making fun of him and being like, uh, just before you know I, I get blocked or anything, I have a few critiques, and they're basically pointing out every single flaw with the picture. And being like, yeah, we can absolutely tell that an AI made all of this, and it looks like shit. 
and nobody should ever public like buy your books ever because it's a scam because you're, oh, 100%. You're just, it's all stolen so yeah the whole concept going on with this right now is just yeah it's ridiculous so there's probably gonna be some pretty fast legislation coming down on this uh i wouldn't be surprised here soon uh even if the uh images that were printed out by the machine basically had to have a watermark saying printed by x you know ai that would at least immediately discredit the pictures except for the fact that like that's just a that's that's just a suggestion but it's not overall going to fix the issue because you can still get rid of the watermarks as well so it's like I think legislation is going to come down pretty quickly on the people who are making these programs saying like yeah you got to pretty much get rid of all of this because it's just going to cause a lot of legal issues and they're not controlling it so oh I believe it and the funny thing is too is that people are like these high and mighty artists they're stifling artwork and it's like no they're trying to protect their artwork yeah. and you're trying yeah. to steal it a hundred percent yeah it's so it's ridiculous. it'd be the same concept as if somebody took part of the mana drone theme and did an AI music thing and stole one of my riffs I'd be yeah. pissed. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is that, like, yeah, that's... AI music is even a thing yeah. that they're trying to produce now. Yep. It's just, like, again, it's just stolen. All of it is just stolen, yep. and it's not crediting a single person. Yep. Oh, so I'll be pissed, because I got two of my... Bro I got the brother that's right after me and my youngest one. They create a lot of music themselves. Like, sure. they use the programs where you just got, like, the regular beats, and then you yeah. just mix them up yourself yeah. and create... They're amazing at it. Sure. Everybody steals for them. I'll... Ooh. Yeah. No, 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 no. But no. this is supposed to be a video game podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, right. So no, like again, game of I, the year. So I we're, will... gonna take a, we're gonna take a quick break because we're actually 18 minutes into. Okay, this yeah. Oh shoot. Perfect way to bring us back a, a screen. No, I mean like for right now, I can tell you right now the game the, that's a number five on my list right now for game of the year stuff is Trek to Yomi. I love the idea of like this game is gonna be done in black and white, and it's gonna tell it's gonna have Japanese you know the Japanese language. It's gonna be all English subtitles. Like, dude, it's just fantastic storytelling. It's just the the black and white well, the, just works so well. Like the one scene that. Honestly, I still love it in my head still is the part where it feels like I'm in that black and white classic ja um, Japanese samurai style movie and the door, you know, you know how like the doors have like that cool like effect where like it, it shows a shadow. So I'll yeah. be fighting next to the window, yada, 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 and then I'll go to those little side where the door's at. And then also you'll see just my shadow battling, and I'm just like that is such something so simple, but it looks so cool, and it looks like I'm 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 playing an old samurai movie. I think the story is really good in my opinion, and I love how the world looks. I don't know how far I made it into <coughs> Trek to Yumi. I played a little bit of it. It's fun. I've not even heard about this game. All honestly, it's on Game it's Pass. Ghost of Tsushima. It's on Game. It's it's pretty much like it's, the black it's, and white it's stuff. 
Are you right? sure? Yeah. I don't it, think it's a spinoff. I thought it was Ghost of Tsushima Trek to Yumi. Isn't that what that was called? No. Are you no. sure? Oh, bro, I feel bad if this came out or not. It's just called Trek to Yumi. Oh, I thought that was a Ghost of Tsushima thing. Trek no, 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 no. Ghost of Tsushima has a multiplayer thing where it's a st it's a storytelling person talking about stuff, and it's all black and white. Oh, for some reason I thought this was part of the same universe. <laughs> no, oh. it's different. Weird. But needless to say, that is still in one of my like favorite games of this year. Josh, go for number fun. five for I you. Never had a chance to finish that game. I did like it though. Uh, <laughs> I guess we're just pulling up right from our lists. Yeah, I um, mean, so number five on mine would be Sifu. Sifu, Sifu okay. was fun as hell. Like, now Sifu is such a is such a unique idea of like if you fail, you get older and older. Yep, and older until you reach I think seventy five, and then you then you end. But then and then you gotta start from scratch, yeah. right? Yeah. And from what I know, the idea is the reason you age is strictly because he goes trains more. Yeah. And then tries again yeah, to do it. As you, I, I don't remember the exact mechanic behind it, but there's also like a leveling system where you get stronger through different abilities, and then you use those abilities in your yeah. next run. Kind of like a, uh, kind of like a roguelike, I guess. Maybe I don't know if that's how it like, like a roguelike. Almost, works. Dungeon crawler, maybe. Almost like not, not quite. No, it's almost crawler. like Hades style because when you fail, the new god comes into playing as you like. Hey, here's a different, a different effect. ability and yeah. stuff like that. So mm -hmm. yeah, it kind of reminds yeah. me of that. But I just the the combat in Sifu is just so. Sick. Satisfying as somebody who likes like the idea of like a Matrix game where you're actually doing real type of like Path of Neo sucked in terms of like the kung fu. It was just yes. mash this button, watch him just uh, do like a stupid animation to punch people. Whereas uh, not Trek to Human, what was Sifu. what was the Matrix Online game called again? Was it just Matrix, Matrix Online? Okay, there was Our, a Matrix whoa. Online game. Yeah, there yeah. was, and when it, the game was shutting down, it actually had like the grid, you know, like the little numbers and like yeah. the screen of like when Neo could see the world, yeah. and it went and it just went blank. But ever since that movie came out, I always wanted a realistic no, fighting I game agree. with kung fu moves, and that's what this game is. It's just really hard. Like it's not an easy game. But no, it's, it's, I heard. It's a heck of I heard. I heard that it, Elden Ring is can be more fun and easier than I this game. I'm just the opposite. Elden Ring, I still haven't. I, I, I remapped it. my controls, and once I remapped my controls, things got easier because mm. I followed the same. Um, set up of as I think it was Devil May Cry I believe when I was fiddling oh, with I my you were button. Say Sekiro. I no. Know. I've never had issues with the mapping on any of the Souls games honestly. I just got used I to do. it easy. So I do. There was like a couple podcasts ago where I was talking about remapping the buttons finally and actually diving into Elden Ring and I went to go remap them and then I put them back to default because I was so used to default. It's like there's no point in remapping yeah, this now. Nice. Um, but Wait. yeah, Seafood would be on my number five. All right. Um, Andrew or Joseph, go. Oh! Ah! What? Uh, pick a game that you played that you like this year. We have five. Pick five. You have Andrew, five. Andrew said he might not have five. Okay, pick something. I played Pokemon. <laughs> Which one? Which one? Yeah, Arceus. Ar we had two Ar of Ar them or, come uh, out this year. Yeah, Arceus. Did you, did you ever, did you play both Scarlet and Violet? Just Scarlet. Oh. No. Okay. <clears throat> Freaking, I'm not like both games. Ah. People I still are bombing Scarlet and Violet, which is funny. Well, they're they're reboot bombing it on purpose, and I don't like that. <laughs> reboot, reboot, reboot. A lot of people who are bombing it. The problem is a lot of people who are bombing it are bombing it because of uh, <clears throat> what's performance issues. And to be fair, it is absolutely worth bombing over performance issues. But we had the same exact issues happen with Sword and Shield, where it was like, wow, Sword and Shield's terrible. Everybody, boo this game, boo it, boo it, boo it. And then like right before this game unleashed, like uh, you know, came out, people are like. 
You know, Sword and Shield actually weren't that bad. It's like, yeah, no shit. Yeah, everybody was just being assholes about it. So it's it's definitely going to be one of those things where I think that this game is going to be... These games are going to be reviled by a lot of, like, fans. And then, like... Ten years down the line, everybody's going to be like, why was this game so bad? Not even ten years down the line. I think it's going to be, like, four or five, like two or three years down the line. Mm -hmm. So are you saying... Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are underappreciated right now. Yes, absolutely. Wow. I think are you? Are do, you I, but, but you're the one who's played the most. Yeah. Are you having? The, are you actually having fun, even with the performance issues? Yeah, I have fun even with the performance issues. It was the same thing with Arceus. I think even Arceus ran like ass, and I don't think that like they should be running like ass. Like again, with inside of us, inside of a world where we have been proven wrong about how well the Switch can run with a game like uh, Breath of the Wild. Which is the gold standard if your game does not run as well as that for... That was 2017, correct? I think so. For yes. As open, for as open world as your game is, if it does not run as well as Scarlet... Or not as Scarlet, but as a Breath of the Wild, <laughs> like, you're just proving mm -hmm. that you're incompetent with your skills to... Uh, uh, program or to, whatever. Uh, to yeah, program to what's the word I'm looking for here to optimize your game. Sure. And, and poor optimization is really what's killing this game right now in the fans of many like eyes of many fans. So, which is quite surprising from a company like Pokemon Company, like Game Freak. Game, game Freak. Freak. So yeah, the, no, I the thing not. is, is that the problem is, is that <laughs> with, so for some fucking reason, Pokemon has a pandemic of every other Pokemon title to come out or product to come out is half-assed or shit in some way. So Pokemon Uni Unite has been plagued by a myriad of like shit, like menus and like terrible like balance issues and monetization issues that people were really pissed off about. And so the game itself is fine and it's fun, but the menus are like actually terrible. Like imagine like you go into a menu and you hit a button and then the game freezes for like six seconds because it's that badly optimized. When people are like, well, it's optimized for cell phone and it's like, but everybody plays it on the fucking Switch. Fuck the cell phone. How market. the hell can a cell phone game run better than a Switch? Don't ask. Because they optimize it for the cell phone, but not the Switch. Switch, yeah. Which is just baffling. Huh. Will really a Switch still be more powerful than a phone, or are we to the point where, like, phones? I, I mean, honest to God, truth, I think. Th no, th Switch is way more powerful than phones. Right? Like, there's no question about yeah. that. Yeah. So it's even just... if it's optimized for the phone, wouldn't it still run even better on the Switch? Like, I'm not, like, somebody you, who you knows great. I think so, but it doesn't because they don't optimize it properly for the Switch. Uh, so, like, Unite has been just marmed by a ton of just terrible issues that should not exist for a Pokemon product for the highest grossing IP of all time. Yeah. So, that's something that pisses people off. Pokemon Live is just coming out, which is a trading card game client. It's god-awful. It is, like, a 1 out of 10. Like, it is fucking terrible. Dude. Like, absolutely unforgivably bad. Bad. What? What is this? What is this for? Uh, live is also for the cell phone and for ah. PC clients. Okay. So to give you an idea of how bad this client is, imagine playing one match on your cell phone, which might take like 10, 12 minutes, mm. and losing fifty percent of your battery, if not oh. more. It is cooking phones because it is so poorly optimized. Jeez. It's absolutely laughably bad. And so, like, the funny thing is too <laughs> is that a web a web browser client that we've been using since like two thousand thirteen is better than this client that has just come out from the Pokemon company. And it's like, what the fuck? Why? Pokemon Go is terrible. It's like all of these Pokemon products have just like one thing in common. It is this air of just like, we don't give a shit about this for some reason. And it's like shocking how little care is put into these products. 
as opposed to like a company like Disney. Like you'd think with a company like as big as Nintendo, like when Disney, like Disney gives a shit about its like actual out like foot. It's rated one of the worst companies to invest in right it, now. It's so. rated one of the worst companies to invest in. But if you go to something like <laughs> Disney World, if you go to Disney World, there is not what I would call an air of cheapness around the main, you know, like like Disneyland or like Disney World like in terms of the theme parks I will give you that one so like that's the idea is that when you go to these companies and like you look at their actual I was just thinking how they're running Star Wars into the ground well they're running everything Lucas George Lucas I uh, spoiler alert Willow sucks the new series Willow sucks Willow yeah, it was a movie that came out in the 80s, and then they brought it back as a TV series, and needless to say, it sucks. Oh, I remember Willow. She was from Buffy. I hate you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> By like, the way, did you guys see the treasure, uh, National Treasure series? No, it sucks. That's mm-hmm. coming. It, I, I found out about it when I was at my friend's place over a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Just popped up. There it's you, getting reviewed. It's already getting reviewed. It, was that a Brent, Nash- Brendan Fraser or Nick Cage movie or something? Nicholas Cage. Yes, oh. Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Yeah. Try, now they're making a series, and the main character is a female, if I'm right. Yes. And we just saw the trailer, so like I actually don't know how it is, but like it looked interesting. I just didn't. I know just I, I I I want Nicholas Cage back. So does that mean you're interested in the Indiana Jones game that's that's coming out? Soon? There's an Indiana Jones game coming yes. out. Yes. Yeah. In a terrible movie. In a terrible movie. Oh, it, the, the the script has been leaked. Needless to say, is it really going to be worse than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull or whatever the heck? There is a female actress who will take over the role as Indiana Jones, and by doing oh, it gets better, it gets better. There is going to be an artifact or something like that will will take her back in time to where she's going to meet young Indiana Jones, and young Indiana Jones is going to sacrifice himself and die, and she becomes Indiana Jones, and then she's going to go on all the adventures that he went on. Okay, again, do they explain why the hell there's a female Indiana Jones instead of their... Regional time travel. This isn't Doctor Who, you know. Well, no, no. Every, it's all. It's getting review bombed already. Like the idea of people who've seen the early stuff to it hate it. So it sounds super woke. It's so stupid. <laughs> anyway, continue right. with your Pokemon rant. No, oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. no, you're fine. So, yeah. so yeah. let's say no, get- basically it's just the idea that like I said, Pokemon qual- like products have like shit quality around them. And I'm not sure why. And so mm-hmm. it, it's not just like Scarlet and Violet is just the product of like Game Freak being shit, even though they are. It's interesting to me that, like, Pokemon always kind of suffers from this idea that, like, how is the highest grossing IP of all time have such shit quality around its IPs? Because people like the IP enough to where they'll buy anything. Yeah. So, it's it's funny, though, because that's, like, to me, it's, like, hilarious. So, yeah, Scarlet Violet getting review bombed unfairly, I think. Uh, except for the performance issues. I was Otherwise, say, you just you just bashed it. Yeah, right. I, I bashed the performance issues. Everything else about the game is fine. Oh, okay. Everything else about the game is perfectly fine. I okay. see. Don't get me wrong. Game Freak gets rushed. It's only a three-year cycle to make a game this big, and like that kind of sucks. Uh, but at the same fucking time, like it's pretty much the performance issues that are like the main issues of the game. Everything else about the game is fine. So that's why I think like people review bombing and giving like a three is stupid. So it's the same shit with Sword and Shield where people are like, look at the look at the textures on this tree in sixty-four textures game is unplayable and it's like just because okay just, but, just, but the game is like what performance issue does it have right now this is what I'm trying to figure out like game breaking performance issues or like FPS issues like really bad FPS issues so imagine like going to like some of the like more like graphically intense areas and your frame rate drops to like 10 so or 12 any, any, oh, ta- any town not most of the towns aren't as bad but like it's 
bad. And the funny thing is, too, is somebody has already made a mod for a 60 FPS version of the game. I saw that. Oh, my God. And the game is fucking gorgeous in 60 FPS. Yeah, it the, actually looks great. They're, they're, the YouTube thing that I saw of it is they just, like, if they put Pokemon on PC, this is what it would look like, and it just, it's night and day. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those big issues, too, that for some fucking reason, Nintendo doesn't want anything to come to the PC. Pokemon Unite, put it on the PC. All, most of your problems are fixed over fucking night. In terms of performance issues, Scarlet and Violet, if that shit would have been on PC, I'm pretty sure Game Freak would have still found a way to fuck it up. I still think Game Freak doesn't need to be making these games anymore. Fuck Game Freak, actually. Give it to a new fucking company, seriously. But yes, it would fix a lot of the issues. Everyone adds game of the year stuff right here for you. Yeah. yeah I know. <laughs> I'm breaking my brain. What's the What's the name of the Pokemon game that's like top down, kind of looks like Atari? It's like a third person ARPG type of thingy. You have Adventure? Pokemon that you could use? Dungeon? I don't know. He was playing on the, on the Switch when I used to live at your guys' place. And, like, they would move in. Oh, squares. that was, like, just some, like, it was, like, some Pokemon adventure or something like oh. that. It was, like, yeah, it was it just, like, Dungeon Adventure. Yeah, it was, like, like the... it was just, like, some mindless cell phone game. It was nothing worth Ah, okay. okay. No, but, honestly, the reason because of how bad Game Freak is treating <laughs> their fans and everything and, like, doing shit game yeah. is the reason why me and my best friend haven't bought any of the last games. Yeah, I don't blame you. I am. Mm. So, me and my best friend, we have the tradition that we've had now for 10 years. We always buy the games together. For Pokemon, he buys one version. I buy the other version. We play it. It's been tra- like we would skip school on the day it came out, oh. so we could go to GameStop, get the game, and yeah. start playing it that day. Nice, huge thing. Yeah. So of course, after all this, he's like, "I'm not buying these." And of course, I'm like, "Well, you ain't buying it. I'm not buying it." Right. Yeah. So, but, but that's why the last two days, even Arceus and all this, it's like we're still debating on Scarlet and Violet. I mean, I, I I like the idea. Like, I pr- I'm so happy that I got Violet over Scarlet, in my opinion, just from hearing, like, one's in the past, one's in the future. And I love future crap. And from what my friend says, he's played he's playing both because he has the dual pack yeah. thing. And he kind of goes, like, Violet's stories, he, in his opinion, he likes it more than Scarlet. I so it's so is Scarlet the one it? in the past? Yeah, Scarlet's the past. Yeah, Violet's that's going to be the one I end up buying. But it. the stories are basically. The I was going to say, wasn't it Andrew that said that the only difference is like your parent and like a yes. couple Pokemon, and that's about it. Well, yeah, I mean, like he only... he's enjoying it because of the world and how it looks, the futuristic stuff. He loves the future stuff. So I actually, my huh. best friend told me that he heard they actually based the new worlds on Italy. Yes. And can anybody confirm? I thought right? it was yes, Spain. It true. I thought it was Spain. Okay, so that was that's one of the biggest reasons why we're fight like we're really hard on like we should probably buy. That- because it's that's that's one of the reasons why everybody was having a hard time pronouncing it because like the grass starter's name is uh, Spaghettito or something like that. Yeah, okay, uh, and then look it up. And then there's I, spray, I, I, there's time out. Co- I swear to God that they said that this idea was gonna be set in Spain. And then there's uh, Fuecoco, and then there's Quaxley. I'm just saying it sounds a lot of the stuff looks like it's like Spain related though. Uh, I swear to God that was the idea of like. It was going to be more towards Spain. I'm not sure, actually. By the way, while you guys do that, Joseph. So I'm going to put on the bottom of it, and I kind of feel bad saying this, Forbidden West. Really? So. I just bought that. So, okay. So, personally speaking, I, I played Horizon Zero Dawn when it, for, when it came out. Not yep. when it first I came think, out. honestly, I drew a fantastic game, but Legend of Zelda took away all that luster. So... <laughs> Because I didn't actually at the time when they came both Zelda and came out, I didn't play either one. I only played Horizon later on. I still okay. haven't played Breath of the Wild. Uh, Bre- uh, Horizon Zero Dawn absolutely loved that I destroyed that game. I got everything on it. Huh. Forbidden West, 
I ended up getting bored very fast. Really? You were doing a lot, you were doing too many side quests. So I got to the point where you're able to do every side quest because you get to a point in the story uh -huh. where you pretty much unlock all the equipment, whatever gadgets you need to be able to access everything. Sure. So I just went full blown side missions. Like every RPG I do, you do the side missions before you keep going with the main story. So are you, you consider yourself a completionist? I, I try to. Huh. If, if the stuff isn't too boring and yeah. tedious, I do like collecting all the shards in infamous or all the Assassin's Creed feathers yeah yeah i can't i would absolutely go nuts sure i get bored very fast with certain <laughs> or or you said you haven't played it but the the, the korox poop or whatever the heck it is in the, zelda oh you're collecting pieces of oh yeah yeah the gold one i heard about yeah. that yeah. and you get you also get nothing for right. it pretty much yeah golden pile of poop but like anything that's like it's collecting but it takes too much yeah you don't have a sense of like where you can do it kind of fast-ish, mm. I get bored of it. Like, it really... I cannot. But you should try to complete a game 100%. If, I, if it's... If it entertains me enough, the missions, that I can do it, I'll do it. Mm. Forbidden West, I, it, it, I like the story. Uh, Alloy is still pretty solid. Not a lot of character development there. There really isn't a lot of character development. It, I don't know if she even a little bit regresses, honestly. Like, it, it doesn't feel like there's much for her going on. No, I feel like, like, after everything was said, it was done, like, she is this person, you know, like, that's this. And now all she has is, like, I'm, I need to figure out what's going on with the red, you know, like, the red death. Yeah. And that's all it really is. And I feel like there's not, like, much of, like, new character development because I feel like she's just, like, at a point, which is not, it's not a bad thing. There no. are some unique characters that get involved in the story, and they're absolutely they're kind of they're really interesting characters. I like how they did a little bit of side romance with a few of the other characters yes. and all that. That's fine, although Aloy seems a bit sour about a couple of them. Yes, yeah. yes, I agree. But I don't know. I got into the side missions. They usually even side missions. I can play them through them. Like I, I get excited for them. Mm. Like on Mass Effect Dragon Age side missions, amazing. I absolutely didn't. Most when the new Dragon them. Age game comes out, no matter what, even if it with the EA Play situation, I'm probably just gonna buy a physical copy of it. The new Dragon Age. Probably. Because Inquisition was fantastic. For oh me. my god, I it wasn't a masterpiece. Why? I never got into Dragon Age. I have Inquisition. I haven't played it. I, my honest got opinion. But the I, core I, of Dragon Age. Dragon Inquisition Age, is better of the three, honestly. Yes, especially sure. gameplay style. Yep. Dragon Age Two is okay, but it, it was it was missing something. Yeah, it was like it was pretty good, and the story was pretty solid. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. It was meh. Both for the first and the second one, the gameplay was what really made it hard for me to keep going in them. Because I loved the story, I loved the choices, I yeah. loved everything. But the gameplay was pretty much static to the point where I believe they should have just done a turn-based RPG at that point. Yes, I agree. Rather than doing it the way they did it. Yeah, but one thing I will say about Horizon Zero um, Forbidden West, situation-wise, why I truly do like th this game a lot is the creativity. Has anyone watched that anime called Zoids? Oh my gosh, yes. Zoids was like almost like Gundam, but they were animals. And so like one was dinosaurs, yeah, animals, exactly. they mixed yeah, yeah, everything. you name it like saber tooth to mm -hmm. a liger to like a T-Rex, a philosopher. They have dragons too. Or I don't know remember there was a dragon. So there was one that was like a, this gigantic like um the one with, with a, that was all its own universe to where like it had two factions, the Federation and the yeah, Empire. Yeah, yeah. There was that gigantic one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I love that thing. That was that that was so good, but that's what makes me love Forbidden West so much is the creativity of what they do with all the animals. Ah. Yes, so every, the animals got a bit repetitive. They did, do. but I still love the look of them. Oh no no no, they look amazing. The mammoths look so done. cool. The mammoths look so cool. Wait, yeah, when you 100%. say when you say animals though, are you talking the robots? Yeah. They're yeah. actual animals. No, 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 no. robots. Okay. robots. Okay. Yeah, so you should watch Zoid. It's all on YouTube for free. It's I really like, good. Is it like a Power Rangers ripoff? No. No. Oh. No, 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 no. Not like that. I used to watch, I watched like just a few episodes it was on when I was a kid. It was on Toonami. Way back. Originally. Then, and I remember loving it because it was really fun to look. It was no, it was, new. they were so good. Like, honestly, yeah. Godric, just imagine a wolf with, like, cannons on top of its back. That's why I was asking about yeah. Power Rangers. Um, one is, like, the one chick. Yeah, remember that one chick had that Velociraptor? Its yeah, yeah, tail yeah. is a sniper rifle. Interesting. Um, there's the Liger, which that one guy who was the ca- uh, the pilot of it, he had cool armor that he could put onto it. Yep. One has like a cannon on it. The other one had blades, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. Yep. There I remember so that. There were so many cool. There nice. were so many cool things about that, and that's why like, um, Horizon like seriously hits me hard. Just the creativity of the monsters. Well, not the monsters, but the robots itself of, of how they look with animal eyes. So it's like been the a hot. Alligators. It's been like a hot minute since I've played it, but I am. Kind of memory, you feel quite a bit underpowered in that game, if I remember it, right. Starting out for a while, I really felt underpowered. So, like, I will say but that. Even like later on, after doing a lot of side quests, I literally felt like it took me for freaking ever to take care, even like using the right, like, element or whatever fa- the thing that i felt like the most like the very biggest area where you those those rhino things or whatever they were yeah yeah, yeah. the beginning area i felt like way underpowered then i realized i was like oh i just gotta be smarter with what i got to use and i was bu- using those bombs and those mines and they kept running towards me and blowing up and it was just like oh I that was say, that was yeah, fast. but i feel like they've made this game way more tactical than the now in the first one you couldn't just go guns blazing no, and you, win, can, you can't just but run you around. didn't also need to but be I, I, super I will, technical i will say this though i think you're you're more correct where you have to be more of like have a strategy when you go up against the bigger robots and all the other things i remember the first one it's like yes you had to switch between weapons you had to hit the right parts have the right uh, like if you did that they were decently easy they still weren't super easy are you okay josh oh, they were just be- decently easy but in this one it feels like you almost have to plan out a whole ambush yeah, but, but at the same time, I feel like you. No matter what happens when you make a sequel, you gotta do something a little bit different, or it's just gonna be the same kind of repetitive thing. I, that is facts, but I don't know. I just I like, and I put quite some hours into it. Like I got no, pretty I, far. No, I genuinely like it. The only thing that I have for my problem with it is I played on the PS4. You played on the PS5. Yeah, I have the OG PS4. Uh-huh. Um, God of War and that, like, seriously, like, my PS4, something that one day sounded like it was going to blast off. Yeah, we that bad. Yeah, in my opinion, like, with special, like, with, with dealing with the very beginning area, were there more robots that were, like, I felt like my PS4 was getting louder <laughs> kind of situation. I'm like, if it starts hovering, I'm just going to leave it alone. It's fine. It's yeah, fine. it's fine. As it's long fine. as it's it fine. doesn't it's blow fine. up, it just hovers. We good. Yeah. yeah. My number four pick for me on a Scott True for this year was the Skywalker Saga. Which one was that? The Legos. Star Wars. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Honest to God truth, that is so... Was done so well, and I there is so much to do in that game. Yep. You literally have all nine movies to play. Talk about a collectathon! Holy crap! It is a collectathon, but again, same time, it's a simple, fun game. Yeah. Where I was playing it with my one friend, um, Kelsey, that one day, and we were having the a blast. Overcooked person? No, that's Kendra. Ah, okay. 
Kendra's overcooked. Huh. Kelsey's the one who punched me when I kept beating her when playing Mario Kart. Oh, there you go. Oh, the sore loser? She is a sore loser. She's straight up a sore <laughs> loser. She, I had a huge bruise on my leg. She punched me that hard when I, because she almost took first place and I threw a banana just right at the nice. finish line. Nice. So at the finish line, her car spins and I get first place and she went from first to six and like that. It was hilarious. The joys Did of I, Mario Kart. Didn't I hear something about they added a mode in Mario Kart that gets rid of the blue shell? Yes, there are going to be modes now that you can have like where you can say, I don't want any blue shells or it's all it's going to be is blue shells. So they're doing Halo version. It would be insanity. It would be insanity, but it would be hilarious as hell. It's like doing Halo and you do a match just with like bazookas the whole day. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Rocket launchers. Rocket launchers. Me and my brothers do that a lot. We just do like infinite ammo, rocket launchers. Infinite ammo, rocket launchers, and just go crazy. Yeah. But no, (laughs) I I love love how adorable and cute this game is. And I know for a bona fide fact, I could play with my friend Faith. I can play with my friend Kelsey. We all could play it together. You know, it's, it's up to two players. But at the same time, though, there are genuine moments of just like sheer joy of what they're doing with the little kind of like kind of like funny comedy quirks that they do with the the Lego games. Yeah. And I love it. Did you buy the DLC? Like there's a shitload of DLC. I did not buy the Wait, DLC. There's I DLCs? Well, characters. There's tons of characters. Oh, there. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I was like, they did a DLC for a Lego game? For Lego Star Wars? Yeah, they added a ton of characters. Mm-hmm. All sorts Shoot. of different characters. They have the Mandalorians in there, I'm pretty sure. They, yes, they got yes. all sorts of characters. Yeah. In there. Is Baby Yoda in there? Probably. Possibly. Yeah. This is the biggest Lego Star Wars game ever made. No, I'm, when, I, when I mean big, I mean big. Like, it, there's literally on the in the menu, it says episode one through nine. Where do you want to start? You can start shoot. at any, any episode you want. <laughs> and then you get into these areas, and it's just like there's Lego pieces everywhere to collect. There's enemies to kill. I don't I don't even know. I played it's, it's, I honestly, put two I, hours into this game. I played, I have, I'm at like 15 right now, if I'm uh, correct. Yeah. But I'm... I'm like playing I'm in going through order I'm going through sure. one I'm going through that That's way I'm and I'm just I'm kind of just trying to get as much as I can in each area yep. and then going back to the next area I'm not really excited to play seven eight and nine I'll play it I, I mean care. I love I think four five and six are my is my favorite part of the Star Wars um Empire Strikes Back is still my number one choice I'm just looking yeah. forward to running around on Dagobah. Yeah, Dagobah and Hoth. I always liked Hoth. I like but the yes, way it looks. again, like I, when you, when you just buy a, a Lego game, yes, it's a collectathon. But at the same time, though, it's like there's no real loss except for coins and stuff like that. It's it's one of those games that's just fun to play. Yes. It's like you get into it and start playing, and you just have a smile on I your mean, face. Most of time. Lego well, yeah. games have always been just yes, like. But again, this fun. is a yeah. game that I could play with you or Josh or Andrew. And again, I am an uncle, and I have. Three ne- nieces and one nephew, and I can easily play with my, the oldest of my nieces. Aren't all Lego games couch co-ops they're that always, I can remember? Yeah, they're always two-player co-ops. Yeah, yeah, they're always been two-player co-ops, and I love sure. it. I love it. That's what I love about the Lego games. Like again, like that game, I put so many hours. I put a good amount of hours, and I've been playing with friends. And guess what? No one loses. We all win, and I love that. I genuinely love that. Josh, your turn. You I was a- actually just thinking how to comp- how to like transition into mine. Uh, you're talking about couch co-op. One game that you have co-op and that's in my f- uh, fourth game, Kirby and the Forgotten Lands. I had to, I had to figure out: Do I want to put Sonic Frontiers or Kirby? I've got 
what four hours into Sonic Frontiers and two into Kirby. Oh my god! I like Kirby Shoot. a little bit more, and I personally did not want to play Kirby because I knew once I started playing it, and it's all I'd want to play. Okay, I've so been, I've been I've been wanting like I've, I've been, been thinking a lot about buying Kirby. I love what I've played of it, but I knew if I played it, I would that I'd be like this over. I want to just play this game. I, I don't even know what the hell to say about it because I have so little time in it. But it's like it, that is the the effect that I just said about start the Lego Star Wars yeah. is what I had when I was testing testing Kirby out and I was like look at the clock and I was just like the game runs fine it's been two hours I need to put this away and go back to I think it was Tiny Tina's because Kirby oh yeah Tiny Kirby Tina. Tiny Tina's and something else came out on the same exact day I think it was Stranger of Paradise or something they all released on like March 25th and it's like I need to prioritize these bigger titles mm-hmm so I just I didn't play a lot of Kirby, but the experience that I had playing it, it was just like I'm gonna love this game. Is it, isn't this like the first, uh, I think, open world Kirby, quote unquote, or like more? I remember it being like moderately open world, but the big thing with this is that you can like uh, suck up different objects and become those objects. So oh, like that's you could be lit. you could like suck up a car and just drive around, or you could suck up like a vending machine and shoot people. Yeah, there was with a, this, isn't this like the first uh no more side scrolling kirby yeah this, i think this, this isn't a side scroll yeah i think every other kirby before this was always like you know back that, and the, forth and that's the, yeah, it the, the kirby right. games that i've always played have been that so no i i because yeah, like, i couldn't remember everything i heard about this game is like they said it's just so cute it, it's, but it's, it's so almost, much fun it's almost like the the mario odyssey of kirby essentially okay that, that, that's what i can compare it to and kirby was one of my favorite nintendo characters for like the longest time when i was a kid kirby's oh Land. I played the hell out of that in Game, but Game Boy. Yeah, I, dude, exactly. Yeah, I ended up loving Kirby because of Smash Brothers. It was the only uh, character I've ever used, and still to this day, is the only character I will play on Smash Brothers. I don't blame the, you. the floatiest character. <laughs> Love him. Yeah, because it pisses off so many people. Yeah, yeah. But but I mean, like, no, I I I can see the appeal of like a game that it won a, it won a bunch of awards, and almost every one of the awards it won is the best family game. Sure. Which I think it, I think it deserved it, and it's got good music. I'll put some music in there. Oh yeah, I'm down with that. Music. Yeah, but I can't really talk about it a lot because I personally held off. This is going to be again something I jump into next year. But there's a lot of games. I want to be. I'm almost done with Rogue Galaxy. That's my goal is to beat Rogue Galaxy this year. Playing that game for months. Well, the, well, the freaking hard drive went bad on it because I put it on my hard drive, my uh. external hard drive, and like I have literally lost Rogue Galaxy twice now. Shoot! Yikes. Yeah, well, and we lost when we lost power that one yeah. day, and then we had that huge storm, mm. and I was just like, "Oh, my rogue, my rogue galaxy is gone." At least I know what I'm doing this time. So I, like, I'm moving through f- faster and grinding and doing that stuff. But yeah, yeah, that's my goal is to beat the rogue galaxy. I really do want to beat it. Rogue Galaxy, I have not. It's I cannot believe it's Treasure Planet and Star Wars had a love child. And it's wonderful. And it, I was gonna say, and it came out beautiful. It's on PlayStation. You can buy it on the Rogue store. Rogue Galaxy. Yes, it's a good. Yeah, it's the game came out in what? 2012 or something. 2006. Shoot. Six. That old. No, no, no. Sorry, 2005. It was um, when I graduated from high school. That. So it's originally PlayStation Two. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. I remember playing it at launch. The voice actor who did Ron, um, Ron Stoppable, is the main voice actor for the main character. Ah. Which it's done well in my opinion. I still love it. It's kind of weird, a weird story to it. But it's yes. kind of a JRPG, give or take. It's almost like Kingdom Hearts style yep. hack and slash kind of yep. style. Okay. With a little bit RPG style moments. That, yes. ain't, that ain't Kirby. <laughs> no, it's not. No, that Kirby. That's no, not. That that's not Kirby. what Kirby is. But yes, that's that's basically all I have to say. On Kirby. Okay. It's definitely in my top five games though. It, it, it was fun. That's why I yeah. liked what I played of it. Yes. But. Andrew. Yeah. 
Your turn. Is there another Next game that he'll play? Yeah. I mean, I've been playing Cult of the Land. That's been pretty good so far. When did that come out? Oh, I'm. I still want to buy it because it looked absolutely hilarious. Yeah, did it come it's out really this year? good so far. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the game that I bought for Andrew for Christmas. Mm. Yeah, it's been really good so far. So. Yeah, I've seen it. I'm waiting for it to go on sale just because, like, I want to play it, but it's not like I need to play it. I so, just remember seeing the trailer, and it's like, oh, look at this cutesy little lamb, and then it's like all in the back, God. demonic images. Yeah, and stuff. dude, it like, looks hilarious the? as hell. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, actually. It's really good. Oh, that is so much. You want to talk about it a little bit? It's like, really addicting. I mean, I'm not going to spoil a lot for Joe's. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those games that, like, I picked it up, and I was like, okay, I'm going to try playing this for a little bit, and I looked over my clock, and it's like, it's two fucking o'clock in the morning. I need to go to bed. Okay. Yeah. You can spoil a bit, because it's like, I'm going to forget by the time I play it, probably. It's game of the like, year stuff, my dudes. Yeah, listeners want to hear about it. Yeah, I mean, I We've guess we talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, I guess it's like a really light, like, it's a really simple roguelike, because every, like, dungeon you go into is perpetually, like, you know, procedurally generated. Um, but a big part of the game is that you have a cult and you need to actually take care of your cult. And your cult has needs. They need to eat. They need to have, you know, like a clean place to, you know, live. They need places to sleep. You know, they need a place to, to worship the cult at. They need a yeah. church to run. So, and you also get to assign doctrines to your church as well. So, effectively, a, a good way of thinking about this is like, um, you, need, you can enforce a law, like think of it like that. And so you can actually mm -hmm. unlock rituals with these. And so a good way of putting it is um, one of the, the rituals I unlocked for my cult was I either can give them a feast, which takes a, a cost, like a, 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 a uh, what's what I'm looking for here? Like there's a specific uh, reagent you get that you can use for these feasts. And this will, uh, for these uh, rituals, and the one I chose was the one of the feasts. So effectively it'll replenish all of their health meter for every cult member and it increases their faith the opposite side of that is that you can force your cults to fast for three days which means they won't eat anything for three days and their hunger gauge will not go down but they're not gonna like you very much for telling them to not eat for three days so Fasting it's sucks. like you get a power but you get a power-up kind of deal well the idea the is that you don't have to use any resources for three days to feed them so it's one of those oh. things that one of them is more like one of them is you can use this to sustain your cult and the other one like myself like for the other side that i chose is that i don't plan on ever not having the ability to feed them because i'm trying to upkeep my resources mm -hmm. so it's one of those risk reward systems do you want to take the one that's a little bit you know less stressful on your resources in terms of like actual food and everything like that because you have a finite resources of what you can use to feed your cult so you do need to actually plan that accordingly so there's a lot of different ways you can go around like planning how you want to raise your cult and what they should be able to like survive off of and so it, it, that's a part of the experience there another one was like i gave a lot of them the grass eater trait which makes it to where i can make them like meals from grass but it won't decrease their faith mm. because otherwise grass would taste pretty terrible yeah but you can actually make it to where grass will actually not taste bad to them, so they won't hate you for it. It's still not the healthiest thing for them to eat, but it's better than nothing. Mm. So it's one of those things that, like, yeah, there's a lot of different ways that you can raise your cult, and so that's kind of the idea behind it. How, how much micromanaging is it? There's a decent amount of micromanaging. I wouldn't say that you need to, like, go up to every single cult member and make sure that, like, oh, how are you doing today? What do you need? What do I got to do for you? But there is enough of, like, okay, people need to eat. And I do need to make sure that there's, like, nobody in your cult revolting or anything like that. Or if somebody's old, you need to be able to, like, you know, take care of them. Or is, my... is it like The Sims? Uh, no. Oh. Because uh, this is my thing. Like, I like the idea, but when they get too much micromanaging, yeah. I lose. So, 
the basic idea is that you want your cult effectively to be able to survive long enough while you're gone on your crusades. So okay. going to dungeons is the crusades. But if you go into a crusade with your cult being very hungry, chances are they're going to be starving when you come out, and they're not going to like you for that. If you go into a crusade with a dead body in your base, it's going to decay. That's going to get cult members sick. You don't want to do that. Oh. If you go, you know, like, so there's ideas like that. You, in like, what happens if they get too mad? Do they leave? Uh, a lot of them will become dissenters, and they'll try to actually talk other cult members out of worshiping the cult. And so they'll slow down production. They'll slow down faith production. They'll actually, I think they can actually break and destroy uh, certain structures as well. Can so, they just like, go and kill you at some point? Uh, no, they can't kill you per se, but they'll make your uh, they'll make your mission a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can kill your cult members. There's ways to do that. Hmm. Yeah. Is one, there a reason that you would want to? Uh, so one of the things that I actually got in my cult for one of my doctrines was uh, uh, fear of old, uh, was it fear of old age? Like you can either get a trait that will make them respect the elderly, mm-hmm. or once they get elderly, you can make it to where they won't lose faith when you sacrifice the elderly person. And in fact, they actually enjoy it when they get sacrificed when they're older. Because <laughs> once you hit er- er- thirty, you just have to die. That's well, how it once, is. Once you hit like the age of like fifty and you can't work anymore, then yeah. the fi- the cult's like, yeah, you know what? You're no longer get rid of useful. them. Yeah, get rid of them. Yeah. So and that's, that's actually not. I feel bad for saying this, but that's actually a pretty good idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so sorry. so it's one of those ideas that like you have this idea of like how do you raise your cult. And that's what you have to actually pay attention to, because, like, to me, obviously, like, yeah, it makes a little bit more sense to get rid of the person that's not working anymore. I need more resources for other cult members, not the old one. Bye. I'll sacrifice Besides you. Besides resources, do these cult members give you any bonuses for your character? They do. So one of the things that you get in your base is faith. Okay. And the way that this works is that every time... Have t- some faith! There's a giant statue in the middle of your base, and cult members can pray at this statue. And every time they pray at it, they will give faith to the statue. And then you can directly absorb that faith to upgrade your base. Uh-huh. So it's one of those things that that's one of the reasons why you want your cult members to enjoy you or to like you is so that they will actually pray to you and give you faith so you can in turn make your uh, base more efficient and you can make it just bigger and better. Sure. So it's one of those things that you need to pay attention to that. And there's ways, and like I said, there's just ways that you can help like give your cults you know what they want and it, uh and they will in return give you what you want or you could be an asshole and intimidate your cult and do really mean things to them in order to make them you know actually listen to you so it's it's one of those things that you get to kind of play so you either play the tyrant or you actually can play the, the benevolent leader yeah the thing is is that what's important to remember about being a tyrant is that generally people might get upset at you but you can deal with the issues the issue with being benevolent is that if you're incompetent they will turn against you okay so it's one of those things that it's not as simple as that you need to understand when you're going into it how you want to raise them and why you want to raise them so there's no type of like light or dark mechanic think like mass effect i don't know if there is it's a hidden mechanic and i haven't gotten to it oh, yet. Okay. okay but again it's one of, that's the fun part about it and i really think it's a really fun game so it's it's been interesting to me uh it's a little on the easy side for me i've been playing it on the normal difficulty so far and i haven't died a single time so i haven't really had an issue with the game yet but like so is it like a multitasking game is it pretty chill it's pretty chill but there there's a lot of like micromanaging things that you Uh, get like 
micromanaging things you can do to make the experience better and faster. And that's okay. one of the things I've really enjoyed about it. Because I go to my base, I'm instantly like, okay, feed people, clean up the outhouse, uh, plant the. Cro I actually have them like, okay, does anybody need to go for crops? Go for crops. Uh, do I need to actually make some of my mining and my uh, wood cutting uh, structures so I can actually generate more resources? Yes. Okay, I need to go refine things. Yes. Okay, I need to go get to the church and preach to people so I get devotion so I can raise my uh, weapon stats. And then it's like, okay, is everything good? Check, 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 check. Okay, good. Back to crusades. So it's one of those like things that you can do or you can go fishing or you can go gambling or you can there's a lot of things that you can do in the game in order to you know better yeah better your cult and do so it's, you prefer the crusades or the micromanaging stuff i like the fact that there's both i don't ah. think that this game works if you'd have one or the other if you only had the micromanaging stuff it kind of feels like a harvest moon game and if you only have the crusades it kind of feels like a dumbed down water like a uh, watered down binding of isaac so ah. having both together kind of feels better i and definitely do think that this game could have to like benefited from a lot more complexities in terms of its like crusading and like micromanaging. So what are the crusades like? Uh, the crusades are, like I said, that's a very ba it's a very basic roguelike where every dungeon is perpetually generated and you can get buffs throughout the, uh, throughout the crusades. Hack and slash kind of deal? Kind of like hack and slash yeah. The important thing to realize is that your health doesn't get very high in this game so I think you start with a bare minimum of three hearts and so you need to like be pretty careful about taking damage because so it's like Zelda. It's a little bit like Zelda. That's a decent way to think about it with its map structure. It's just random every time, huh. and enemies are randomly generated, and the dungeons are randomly generated as well. So you have to think about that like going forward into the game. Sure. Then you know how you want to proceed because when you beat a like micro dungeon, it there's a branching path, and so those are also randomly generated. So it'd be like, okay, well, I do I want to go to this one that has resources, or do I want to go to this one that has a cult, or do I want to go to this one that's a mystery room? I don't know what's going to be inside of it or do I want to just go into another dungeon and keep like clearing it for the sake of getting resources so again there's a lot to determine like how you want to play the game and a lot of it is a risk reward and also thinking about like the needs of everything it's not as simple as just power yourself up you need to think about the cult because the cult is an extension of yourself in that regard so does the look of this cult change based on how you act I don't know about that one either because uh. I've kind of been playing mostly like a mixture of benevolent and some of the assholey traits. Again, sacrificing people at the end of the day, kind of an asshole thing to do. Yeah. Not going to lie. Um, <laughs> not going to lie. Not going to well, lie. Yeah. Kind of a dick move. But if you're you, old, though. But if you're old, though, yeah. I need to get rid of you. So, but yeah, it's so, but I also, just you think, know, I'm, I'm picturing like an idea of like, if you're, if you're good, it's like all cutesy rainbows and stuff. And then if you're bad, it's, it's like it's, dark, uh, red, glowy. There's Demon world. blob everywhere. Yeah. There's always an aspect of dark and uh, gloomy like to this game. Like, it, There's never any point where I'd say the game's flat out cutesy. Uh, okay, okay uh, that's there, good. There's cutesy elements to it, don't get me wrong, especially when it comes I mean, to some of your cult members. But there's also elements of like, oh, hey, uh, there's, you know, things being decapitated or, you know, like being very, like, but not, I'd say, super gory, but gory enough to where it's like, oh, okay, that's a little unsettling. So, no, the the way, like, when I first saw it, it looked a lot like a cutesy, uh, dark, a dark cutesy. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. it's, a, you're a lamb. Yes. That has a cult. That's right. cute as hell. Yep. As yep. it is. Sure. But, also, like, it was very dark and like that, so I liked that there was go, a mix of... heads everywhere. Yeah, and would you <laughs> yeah. say there's a good balance between the micromanaging and the... The combat? Yeah. The thing about it is that it's very fast-paced. So the idea is that there's an internal game clock that is always ticking. So oh. you, you have a time mechanic that you have to think about as well, and it's tracking every single day, and there's a day and night cycle. And so it's still the idea that when a day passes, you know, people get hungry and stuff like that. So, like, there's time always passing. 
So it's not as simple as, oh, well, it just kind of randomly happens. It's happening always. So that's one of the reasons why there is a... You need to kind of think about like, okay, well, nighttime has happened. I can't give a sermon at night. My followers will be pretty pissed if I wake them up or if I try to enact a new doctrine while they're sleeping. Don't want to do that. Can't have them working at night because they're asleep. I do need to let them sleep because otherwise they're going to get pissed at you unless you give them a necklace that never lets them sleep and I kept them working through the night. Oops. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. And so, again, it's one of those things. That also, like, followers will also come up with you. It's a randomized quest as well. So sometimes there's like one follower that I had that I really liked. And he's like, oh, benevolent leader, please sacrifice me. And I was like, you motherfucker, I don't want to sacrifice you. But it's a quest, so I guess I need to sacrifice you or I'm going to lose a lot of faith for my cult. <laughs> I guess my best worker is going out. Yeah, I guess, you know what? I'll be nice to you and I'll sacrifice you because you asked for it. You know. Hey, you got permission? Yeah, you got permission. Yeah, I got permission. You got consent. Yeah. As long as there's consent, yeah, it's I fine. Got, I got his mother's permission slip. He can go on the field trip to the underworld. It's fine. It's no problem. Wait, is there an actual, like, death? Can you actually fight in hell? Is not that, that I... Can you no, go to the underworld? No, not that I oh, know of yet. No, but I'm saying, like, when you when you sacrifice your, like, followers, you know, they're, they're not going somewhere nice. We'll no. hint at that. Uh, you can ascend them to a higher plane of existence, but they both count as a sacrifice. So ah. that's something to keep in mind. Because I didn't realize that the first time my cult was, like, really uneasy about that. And I was like, what? I ascended them. And they're like, oh, I technically sacrificed him, didn't I? Oops, yeah, he's yeah. dead. It's like you <laughs> sacrifice them, and then you, like, get a portal to hell, and you go down and talk to him. He's like, you son of a bitch, you killed me. Yeah, you so, know? like, you got to think about that. When you're yeah. sacrificing people, you actually are sacrificing them. Right. But there's a lot of interesting things, too. Like, so if your cult's asleep, right? Everybody's asleep in your base. Mm -hmm. You, in theory, could dig up a grave and loot it. And mince up the meat from the follower <laughs> feed to it. feed it to, to the, the to feed it to the cult if they don't know any better. So like the there's wonderful sausage. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff like that. There's a lot of cool like little details Scary like that. Scary stories to tell in the dark. Yeah, that's what but, I'm about. but like that was one of the things that you that can traumatized me as a child. I was yeah. like, I like you're too young to read this, Adam. Don't do it right now. I'm like, Ach yeah, whatever, mom. So read the green. books. You're just like, oh my god. Yep. But yeah, there are like things that you can do that be like, oh look, everybody's asleep in my cult, but this one cult member is being an asshole, and you can unleash a doctrine that will let you just murder a cult member and if nobody's awake to see it they don't know what happens yeah, right. oh he naturally died by accident yeah he just went missing guys i guess he left but you know again most of your other cult members are gonna be like where did he go <laughs> i was friends with him yeah uh, that's and, and cult members will actually that interact sounds with really neat too. though that honest sketch that sounds like a neat mechanic James? Though. we were supposed to go fishing yeah we were <laughs> supposed to go fishing he yeah. owes me five dollars yeah. still will i ever get that five dollars back so so far the game isn't like i won't say it's like binding of isaac levels of complex and deep in terms of like how much shit you can unlock and do in it but i think what makes this game so fun is that it's a very concise package so far and it knows what it wants to be so i've been really enjoying that i can't wait to see the ending of it in where it's going with the story because I actually do like the story enough to where it's So there's an actual story an actual ending that you should reach? So to give you an idea of the bare basics at the beginning of the story you're basically told this you're the last of the lamb mm -hmm. every other lamb has been slaughtered in the name of their in the name of the other cults and you're the very last one and they're going to slaughter you and at the very moment that you're slaughtered you are actually introduced to a new old god and he offers you to live again as long as you open a cult in his name and then he asks you, well, now since I've given you your life and now you owe it to me, I need you to go slaughter the other cult leaders. Okay. Because but they betrayed me. And so it's like, okay, are you 
good or bad. I don't know if I believe you're good because you are still an old god, but at the same time, I my entire species was just slaughtered, so that's kind of shit. And at the same time, I don't know what's going on here. So you're kind of like a pawn in the bigger picture of things. This kind of reminds me of Biomutant. Yeah, there's yeah a, it does. Yeah, there's a lot. So was Biomutant... Okay, so I started Biomutant. I kind of ended up getting Yeah, Biomutant, you had to choose between who was going to like... Oh yeah, you yeah, had to, like yeah, choose yeah. sides with certain tribes or whatever. Yeah, yeah and you was, could, you could easily and solution. you could easily change your tribe in the heartbeat. When I was just like, well, that tiger's wearing camouflage and he has ninja stars. Sorry, dude, I'm joining this yeah, one instead. I, what I'm actually wondering is, if you're the last of the lamb, then what are your cult members? What are they? So that's one of the things that's kind of cool is that all the cult members that you find are randomized in terms of like their animals or creatures. Oh, okay. you can when you when you indoctrinate a, a new cult member, you can actually change their form so if you wanted a, a cult of all bunnies you could do that you can change their form and how they look so your appearance. cult members aren't all lambs as well they're not all lambs okay. because you're the last of the okay. lambs so okay. a lot but the thing is is that as you play the game more and more you unlock more uh cult species that you can have them ah. as. so you can unlock them as rats or bulls or pigs or so or a lot of other creatures and animals and insects so is there like, a reason that you would want certain creatures uh no it's more it's it's purely cosmetic but okay. you know again if you want a, a cult full of rabbits, you can do yeah. that. If you want a cult full of unicorns, you can do that. There's if unicorns? You, there's yeah, unicorns? there's unicorns, yeah. Oh. If you want a cult full of crabs, you can do that. What about frogs? Are there spiders? Yeah, there's frogs. Awesome. Yeah, there's spiders, yeah. Oh, of course there's spiders. Wow. Yeah. That was a dumb question. Yeah, so again, that's kind of the cool aspect of it. There's a lot of customization when it comes to your cult as well, and the base is fully customizable as well. So other nice. than basically the statue in the middle of your base, which is, you know, yeah. the, the idol, you can set up the base any way you want to. So if you want your sleeping quarters wherever you want to do it, you can do that. You you can have your cooking quarters wherever you want to. You can have the church wherever you want to. You can set all of that up however you want to. So it's completely up to you how you set up your base. You said there's a statue in the middle? Is it you? Uh, it's it's a statue of a lamb, of a lamb yes. Okay. So, and as you upgrade the cult, the lamb gets more and more extravagant and bigger, and more people can actually pray to it. Uh. So, yeah, again, it's one of those things that the game like has just a lot of really interesting like small mechanics mechanics to it and yeah. details to it and it's a lot of fun because of that so honestly i think it's definitely worth picking up i i know that a lot of people have bitched that the game is glitchy and i have experienced like two or three glitches with the game so far but they're not game breaking okay no, no, no crashes uh the worst thing i guess if you constitute this as a crash and this only happened to me one time was i entered the uh the church mm -hmm. and it kind of had like the transition screen like when you enter an area and it was a bit blurry but it stuck there so all i had to just do was pause the game save exit come back and it was fine but that oh. took like two seconds sure it, oh so that was like the worst thing i've had happen so far otherwise the game has been fine i think a lot of people are overblowing the bugs out of proportion but then again this game has been out for a few months now if i remember yeah. correctly yeah. so they've had a time to patch out some of the issues so I think now is definitely the best time to play it because a lot of the issues are gone that were starting with, like that were with the game as far as I can tell. I haven't had really any issues whatsoever. The other uh, only other issue has been like a small one's like I'm talking to a cult member and as I'm talking to them they start walking away when they're not supposed to, <laughs> and so the menu follows them. But like that's kind of like a funny little bug and I'm bored of this conversation. Yeah, it, it was <laughs> kind of, it was kind of funny. So it literally wasn't anything that was like game breaking or broke my immersion. It was just kind of funny. Yeah, and it not not a big deal so yeah i definitely think this game is absolutely worth picking up and it's worth its asking price and it there's enough going on with it that i think that it will be challenging to people the only thing i would say is that possibly play on hard mode if you're really good at video games 
uh, to see if it's worth it, or if you really want to punish yourself, try Extreme. I'm going to definitely do a second playthrough of this game where I'm playing it on a harder difficulty, and I'm just going to be complete dicks to my cult to see what happens. Does the countdown timer for day and night cycles have anything to do with how long a playthrough will last? No. There's no, like, Majora's Mask mechanic where it's like, you have two months to complete yeah, this. Yeah, that's what I was No, it's, there's none of that. So it's pretty much just for the starvation, the make yeah. sure everybody's okay. fine. Yeah. So it's just the time passing, counting, and that's it. Yeah, that and sense. the thing is, again, like, cult members age, so they do get older with each passing day, and they can and will die. So it's one of those things you have to remember that as well. But do the you other, like, a funeral service to these people? Yeah, you can. You can actually, you can actually unlock a doctrine that will allow you to have a ritual to... Uh, celebrate the life of a past uh, cult member huh. and it will give everybody faith in the cult and you, there's all sorts of ways you can customize your cults and again that's an optional thing so you don't have to do that if you don't want to and there's ways that you can like I said if you don't do that where you like you know honor the dead there yeah. might be a way that you like the other side would be like oh well you can actually go and gra dig up the gravestone or you can actually turn the gravestones into a way to basically process your followers into fertilizer for your crops and like there's different ways you can go around doing it do you desecrate the dead or do you honor the dead like there's like there's is there any instances where the dead come back as ghosts I don't know about that one yet uh, I haven't done anything to basically be an asshole to dead people yet yeah uh, <laughs> but I, I definitely again for my next playthrough I think I'm going to try to do like a harder difficulty and I'm going to do the asshole options basically uh. for everything Mm -hmm. Just I guess just because I want to see how much harder it makes the playthrough, because right now I've kind of taken what I morally would choose yeah. like in a playthrough. Like sure. I think most people are going to do yeah. like your role playing the cult, and then I'm trying to take care of best of everybody that I can because that's how I would genuinely do. Yeah. And then I think there are going to be people that try to play through where it's like, okay, well I'm going to try to choose all the quote unquote benevolent options only, and then I'm going to try to play through where I'm being a fucking dick to everybody by making so them fast. So when you're going to be the tyrant, are you also not going to worry about feeding them and stuff? Like you, that, you or... do need to feed them. Your cult members need to be alive no matter what. You all get one bean. <laughs> yeah, they do need to survive no matter what because, again, the faith that you get from your cult directly feeds into the base and gives you resources. Okay. For, uh, for dungeon, like. But aside from having to feed them, everything else you can kind of not worry about. Uh, like, and I'm talking strictly like going through like a tyranting so again you also have to think about the fact that like beds are something you have to make for your cult so if your cult doesn't have beds to sleep inside of well not only are they oh no no i'm talking more for maintenance like not like giving beds to sleep and like well that counts to go to that counts as maintenance though because if they don't have that they curing sick. sickness yes curing okay sickness. that that one yeah i can understand yeah and again the quality of the food you give them also can determine whether or not they live or die so you do need to understand like, so you got some bare minimum was where you have to take care of you do beans, lava beans yeah again beans? like like i said the green beans beans meatwood beans like i said if you just made the love of, green beans like balls of grass without having that doctrine i gave them to actually like make grass not unbearable to eat no no they would fucking hate it and they would lose faith in me very quickly and they're they, they would get sick very easily from it mm. so it's one of those things that again yes you do need to think about it and even on a asshole playthrough or tyrant playthrough you do need to have your cult to a bare minimum of running and i don't know if you get a game over state if you completely fail the cult i am going to try that in a playthrough to see what happens because I don't know if like the game's like, oh, you have zero followers, you have zero faith, you've basically failed, the game's over. I don't know if that can happen or not. I would be very interested to see if they do that. I would actually be happy to see if they did that. Because oh, yeah. The game would basically be saying like, yeah, fuck you, you failed. 
Game over, try again. Restart. Andrew game down, over, Andrew yeah. Andrew gets down to one, one blast follower. He's like, please don't leave me. Every yeah. time he says game over, all I can think of is that, is that game over, I yeah. give you two beans. Great. Game over, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this, I, I, look at all these beans I have. You can have them all. Just don't leave me. Just don't leave me. So, but yeah, so I'm Worship me, you bastards. So I guess I could definitely say the game has a lot of replayability. Like, I'm already interested in what my next playthrough is going to be before I've even beaten this playthrough because I know that the game is going to have that replayability to it. So again, I definitely think it's worth picking up. It's worth playing. Cutesy game. Soundtrack is pretty cute as well. I got Every, it. Everything about the game is just really good, in my opinion, so far. So I definitely think that's, like, one of my favorite games I've played in recent memory, mostly because I just played it last day, which would be yesterday. That's mm -hmm. a day. I did play it. That's a thing. Yeah. I'm going to go play it after this podcast. I want to go beat it. I will be Why playing High on Life Why am I after you all leave. <laughs> oh, of course you are. Yeah. But all right, Italian, go. So... For on the still on the bottom, I'm gonna it, put Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core. Huh? It, not I. No, I say Italian. It drives people up oh, the wall. I was yeah, say I know. Italian. R David used a to give bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're a beach. Biatch. That's how we do it. Biatch. No, no, at work, everyone yeah, will yell out Italian I every time. I speak the first most Italian. <laughs> Margiorno. Yeah. Margiorno. Yeah. You guys, like, that's why I don't speak that well. That's why you're the third one who will speak the most, okay? Bargiorno. Bongiorno. <laughs> is, is it called Italy? I don't think so. <laughs> Italy. All right, but go, go, go. go. So, I'm going to go with Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core, mostly because it's a remastered. It's nothing new, so. Okay. And also, there's no way it tops the other two games that I, I, I get you. Is. I get you in that one. The only thing I want to know about Crisis Core is that apparently they have changed stuff. Uh, no. Obviously, for the Final Fantasy VII remake. No, the new remake that come out that's coming out for Final Fantasy VII, not Crisis Core. Okay, the, what the about Final it? Fantasy VII remake itself? Oh, you and mean a, re remake part two? Yes. So the, my question is, is that is this game going to have any changes because of that? Oh, Final Fantasy VII Crisis. Because now, apparently, I don't know if this is true or not, and this is kind of a spoiler for Final Fantasy VII Remake, apparently Zack might not be dead. In okay, so that's uh. not quite a spoiler for Final Fantasy VII. It's strictly a spoiler for Crisis Core, because Zack dies. Yeah, Zack... Spoilers, spoilers. Well, the thing is, is that we... Yeah, but if they didn't change this game, that's no. a 10-year-old game no. or whatever. They made you go through the... Aside the fact, it's a grueling mission. Where he dies. Yeah, to they be, make you absolutely suffer every second of it. Yeah, the oh. funny the funny thing about it is that Joseph's not joking here, and this is funny because a lot of people are like I hate the slot system, and it's like, but it leads to one of the most powerful fucking storytelling moments I've ever seen in oh a video game. Oh my god, wait, wait, it's wait. so good. I heard that the slot system sucked on the PSP because it took up the entire screen. You couldn't see while you were no, fighting. I no, I had no issues. I no. played just uh -oh. fine on the okay. PSP. So, so basically, it's always just going in the background, right? Yeah. The thing is, is that if a slot thing like pops up, it pauses the game. So you're not like defenseless or anything. Wait, no. It did that on the PSP? Yeah, it did that on the PSP, too. It's not like... When no, it, it doesn't do it here. There's yeah. no way well, okay. changed it. Yeah. So, so on the PSP, it's always going in the top yeah. left-hand corner, right? But the thing is, is that, like, say you get triple sevens to level yeah. up. It stops the gameplay so you can level up. So you're not defenseless while you're playing. That's that's uh, what, oh, that, uh, no, it doesn't happen okay. like this on the remake. Does it not? Okay, so I'm wondering Once, So the only times <laughs> it stops the games yeah. is, you know how sometimes when it's rolling, you will get flashbacks from yeah. something that never happened in the game, but, yeah. like, it's stories that he remembers? Yes. That's the only time it stops. Okay, because I was wondering... While, while you upgrade materia, if you get, like, two same numbers close or whatever it was, 
you level up. It just, something just pops up on the bottom, but you're in the middle of the fight and you keep going. Yeah. And no point does it interrupt the game. Okay. So yeah, that that might. So be that I didn't remember. I thought just like in the remake that they made that it just kept going like that. Yeah. But they kept the the rolling thing still is in there, yep. which can lead you to being absolutely impossible to beat at some points because you can get immunity to everything yeah. and also at the same time have for the whole battle infinite mana and infinite attack points so you can pretty much just yeah you basically hammer. get like auto life it's nuts like the, huh. yeah yeah the, uh, the real system is like the slot system is actually like really broken in some cases in a good way for you like you gotta get like don't get me wrong you gotta get lucky and you can go for hours without ever, ever getting seeing, anything yeah. yeah but then you can go then like in 10 seconds you about have are an overpowered god you go that cannot from, yeah, be you go from um, peasant to a god in like one absolutely second, yeah. like even the hardest boss if you get the right rolls on that will absolutely look like an insect yes yeah. you're untouchable my other question too and i'm guessing that they didn't change anything to do with genesis big shoot Okay. Like what? What is it? Well, okay. That you're so the, here was the thing about Genesis is that Genesis was modeled after a very famous pop singer known as Gact, and okay. so the thing was is that it's like okay, you're using his likenesses. How is he going to be in this game? Are you still using his likeness, or are you he's, using? He's identical to the PSP. See, so that's interesting to me because for a long time, many people thought we were never going to get a remaster of this game because of licensing issues. Because like. Gact is an intellectual property himself, right? And he lent it. He lent his, you know, uh, his look to likeness, this, likeness yeah. to this game. So, so because he lent it, they only had it for a period of time, right? And so okay. it's one of those things that a lot of people are like, "Oh, are we ever going to see a remaster of this?" Because this means that we could see Dirge of Cerberus remastered. The what? Dirge of Cerberus, the, 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 Vincent, the third-person the shooter game. Yeah, yeah. For, with Vincent. So we could see that remastered now, since we've seen this remastered. But I was interested to see if they were going to change anything with that character, so, because his inclusion to the story sucks. It absolutely fucking ruins most of the story beats that have anything to do with Final Fantasy VII, which pisses off a lot of fans. Like Genesis as a character is stupid. He's redundant. He doesn't fucking matter. I like I like the way they made him. Just because I, I, I am quite the fan for very dramatic, over-the-top characters. Oh, my God. Yes. I, I, I'm a fan for that. He and, read- like, Genesis with the whole, like, loveless, like, fixation of loveless in all the poems. God. But, is so he, but I will say he does get way too repetitive. He says the same phrases from that thing so many times. Yep. So when he first started doing it, I'm like, okay, great. He's going to go through every act of this thing. Like in playthrough, I'm like, fine. Yep. Like, you know what? If he's going to go through all of it, fine. Makes sense. Like, he's like he's really bigger. But he uses the same exact ones yep. over and over yep. and over. And it's yep. like, bro. Yeah. It, it, I heard this verse 50 times. Yeah, it makes me so fucking <laughs> sad, too, because, like... You know, I'm not saying that they couldn't have added a new character, but everybody is pissed at his character inclusion because he just... It just doesn't add anything to the fucking story. No. Like, it really doesn't... If he it... wasn't there and they would have just done the... Again, spoilers, spoilers, whatever. Yeah. If they would have just done the fact that Sephiroth finds out where he came from and did all that... 
that would have been fine. Yeah. Like, I, that was enough. Yeah, and that was the thing, is that part of, like, having Genesis and Angeal added to the game was to try to give Sephiroth this, like, oh, he was actually kind of, you know, a human, kind of. Like, he was a person before he went insane. We don't want to make him look like he was just always insane. We want to give a backstory to Sephiroth. But it's like, really? You're trying to convince me that these three characters are fucking friends? Like, I don't buy that, like, at they, all. Like, they just said they were friends. They acted like they were friends maybe twice throughout yeah. the whole game. Yeah. It's so, like, they tell us that they're friends, but they don't show us how they're friends. No. Show us going to the fucking, like, bar, bar. or some shit. You like, never saw anything. Yeah, you never see anything. And Jill said one story yeah. about being friends with Genesis, and that was the end of that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And it's just So, and Jill, I always saw him just as, like, Zach's mentor. Yes. That's all I saw him as. Yes. Like, and Jill is where, because and Jill is where the sword came from. Yes. They got passed down to Zach. Yep. They got passed down to Cloud. Yeah, we get an origin story to the Buster Sword, which is what, uh, which made a lot of fans kind of happy. Yeah. Origin story to the Buster Sword, to why Sephiroth is the way he is. Yeah. We get a backstory on very small, close to none backstory to Tifa and why she hates Shinra. Yep. Huh. Uh, Aerith, yep. who she is and what she is. A spoiled little bitch. <laughs> that too. <laughs> <laughs> She, she literally does nothing but tend to flowers, and she hey, gets everything thrown at her. Hey, like, thanks for the card of flowers. I want a bigger one. Three of them. Fuck you, bitch. Three of them. <laughs> I made all three of those fuckers. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Super easy to make, because like, I just did a few side quests. I ended up with every single thing I needed for them. That's the other thing they were saying, is the side quests in this game are like super, super, super short. Yeah. Okay, so both the side quests so 99% of the side quests are literally missions where it's the same maps over and over mm -hmm. with just same and different enemies yeah hmm. that's all it is literally your side quests are check mark this mission mm. yeah. and the only thing you do walking around is talking to the person that unlocks that quest for you yeah ah. that's it yeah. okay there's no actual like super well they said it had to stay small because this is a one-to-one -one port basically it's and a one-to-one yes port. it a, is because the portable game they wanted to make it bite-sized so you're not sitting there playing forever yeah and honestly it's not unwelcome it's still enjoyable it, it's oh, one of those games you can sit the, down the play biggest for reason minutes. i got into it was because i actually loved the story so much of it yeah even with the faults of some of the characters yes the story is really good and some of the cutscenes, the graphics are amazing. I've only seen the trailer for this game. It looks fantastic. The only thing I'm worried about is that I fucking love the original soundtrack. The soundtrack to this game is... I do believe, to my memory, what they have is exactly what they had in the PSP. I did hear some differences already with the sound quality. Did you? Yes. So I'm already wondering, because like I hope it's so not... So is it like the remastered effect like they did with Final Fantasy X? Because the songs 10? are the same. The songs, the songs are the, are the same. Yeah, but I, they're, they're definitely using, like, updated, like, sounds for it. It's okay. like Final Fantasy X. Uh, a little bit. I'm hoping it's not as extreme because, like, the original... the remaster for Final Fantasy X sucks. It's bad. It's Music fucking wise. bad. Music and wise. the thing about Crisis Core is that Crisis Core has, to me, like, a fucking easy, like, 10 out of 10 soundtrack. It's one of those games that you can play, and then, like, 20 years later, you'll be like... Oh shit, that song's from Crisis Core. Yep. Like, it's no, that fucking good. Yeah. It's that I'll good. I'll see if I can find the music. I hadn't played Crisis Core since a decade ago. Yeah. Once I just started the game with the Starscream and I heard the song, uh, I was like, yeah, that's it, the song. It, it I don't you. need. It fucking hits you. This so, untrack to this game is like so I said, good. Th this game is mostly a storyteller. Because yeah. the missions are really short. Like, I've I finished it and I went on New Game Plus because I love the fact that it has New Game Plus. Yep. 
and I skipped every cutscene and just played through it in less than an hour. I was like on chapter three. Yeah. Like it's really like if you just go pure combat, yeah. especially if you're strong enough, it's really fast. Yeah. There's not much to it. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's short. It's I finished it with twenty hours. Yeah. And I could have done it even less if I didn't do any of the side mid. Way less. Yeah. So what you're saying is it's way shorter than Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah, oh, 100%. But that's not a bad thing. Yeah. I, this, no, no, this it's is not of, bad. This it's... is one of those games that adds a lot to the Final Fantasy VII mythos. Yes, it does. And it's... the thing about it is that, like, again... See, that's, that's something I was wondering is when I go to... I need to finish Seven Remake. I'm okay. going to restart it because I don't remember a lot of it. I have Crisis Core Remake also. I would so play, re I I would play, play that first. first? Yes. Okay. I would it also because they did this amazing thing with Crisis Core, even though it came out like after seven. Yeah. The last cutscene in Crisis Core is the starting uh, cutscene from for Final Fantasy seven. Yes. Ah, okay. With the, with the train. Yep. Yeah. Exactly yeah. the same one. Okay. And it's also the starting scene of Final Fantasy Crisis Core. Just that instead of Cloud, you have Zack on top of it. Ah. Yes. Okay. And the story is different, but. They so aside from sh uh, showing why Tifa hates Shinra, mm. uh, the whole backstory, kind of backstory, and who it is, how Cloud came to be, which completely different person mm. from what he was beforehand, yes, and why they change and all that. Uh, they also show with a side quest the creation of the bar that you start off from, ah, okay, yeah. and actually, Zach is the one that names the bar, yes. Huh. He's the, you choose the name with Zach huh. for a side quest. It ends up being the bar that's in seven. Yeah, it's uh, honestly it's really good. Nice. And I will say for how much the best part of it is the ending. I hate mm. saying it because it's the most heart wrenching thing. Yeah. On this planet, they make you suffer through everything. Yeah. Hmm. Literally, so you're literally fighting the whole Shinra army. No, I was gonna say don't. Uh, oh, don't, never don't, mind. Don't Sorry, I was... just uh, just in case. But no, it's really. I know it's an old game, but don't spoil it. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no it, I get. I it, I love this game. It's, yeah, it's so, so good. It's so I'm good. Gonna play it. Even yeah. though the gameplay is kind of like you can get pretty bored maybe with or something. But it's, it's simple, but it's enjoyable. Yes. There's nothing more satisfying than like saying using lightning and being like, oh, I lined up three enemies and zap and you hit all three. Oh of my them. gosh. Like, it, yes. it, it gives you a lot of like just really like feel good juices for playing the game, even though sometimes the combat could be boiled down to smacking X a lot and running behind enemies. But that's it's still simple, but fun. And like, I can't ever say that the game wasn't enjoyable when I was playing it. And again, like he said, it's a storyteller. And Jill is a fantastic fucking character. Absolutely. I, I, I absolutely loved his character. Like, I was so hooked in this game's story when I was playing it back in high school. I was just like, I can't fucking stop. Like, I would come home from school and it's like, I got to keep playing this. I want oh, yeah. to see what happens next. And it was good. Like, again, this game is great. I'm really glad that they got the remaster. I'm hoping that we see Dirge of Cerberus possibly get a remaster and actually better this time. I, I hope that we do actually get to see more come from, like this remaster of Final Fantasy and like this can kind of show what remasters really can be like when they're done I agree probably because this game is a remaster not a remake like not, 7 right uh, no it's a remake it's, it's, it's no it's, it's a remaster it's no, a remaster no, 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 sorry, it's yeah. a pure yeah, it's a remaster, remaster. Yeah, it's a remaster. They, like I said to my knowledge they. by the way help me remember on the PSP because I actually did not remember if we did or did not have this was there the uh, the proficiency with the Buster Sword also on the PSP what's that? So when so when Zach gets the Buster Sword, yeah, you end up having that you can build up proficiency with it. 
the way to do it is you press uh, like X and square together or something and it gets into a stance and then you can either do a heavy attack or use one of the command action like jump mm. or assault something and that way you build up the proficiency. I actually did not remember that being in PSP, but I'm not 100% sure about it. I don't it. remember that being in the PSP either. So that like might be the like one mechanic that I'm... A we had Material huh. Fusion. I wonder if you could still get the Cursed Ring. Yes. <laughs> I still have that. That's awesome. Yep. That was I was watching uh, videos on how to get overpowered because I finished the game, and so I just want to do all the missions and get all the trophies. Yeah. And what, somebody mentioned the how to, showed how to get the Cursed I, Ring. I remember that being in the original game, and I was like, I wonder if they're going to put that in the remaster. I hope they do. How did you get it in the... Do you remember how you got it in the PSP version? There is the bin where you get your starting stuff. And you got to do it like 20 times, yeah. and then... Yep. Yeah, and if you keep inspecting it, it'll eventually give you the ring, and it's kind of like, okay, let's play Yeah, it's when you... On the first time that you got to pick something, if you try to pick it again, it tells you you can't. So... The funny thing about that, too, is that I learned something interesting about the Curse Ring as well, is that what actually happens is that even though it turns your experience rate to zero, it still stores all of your Oh, yeah, yeah, this is So people have, from what I heard, you rubber band your Yeah, ru you rubber band super hard. Hardcore, and then... So the way they do it is usually they do that, and then there's the magic pot yep. for the thing. So the way you do it is you do that, and then you go get the magic pot. Yep. And then from there, once you have the magic pot, you stay there and you just like yep. survive and just get item over item because it always does triple seven. Yes. It always so you have a way higher chance of it always being magic pots. Yes. Because in the mission you get it as long as you don't finish the mission, it's the only moment where you have like almost a ninety percent chance of getting it, as long as it's a sum, uh, if it's a summon, yeah, that so, you're gonna get. Yeah. So I, again, it's one of those things that I'm gonna pick this game up because, like, I played it a lot on the PSP. I fucking loved it. I'm going to get the remaster or the re yeah, the remaster of it because I want to see it. I want to see what they do with the soundtrack as well because again, it's one of the best soundtracks I remember. In a bit, like, a bit, oh, it the, uh, the but, songs are they hate so hard. I'll yeah, look for it. Yeah, the, the soundtrack, the soundtrack absolutely fucks. But it's yeah, no, so good. At this point, I will say, do Crisis Core before Seven. Yeah, do Crisis Core before. 7. Yeah. I I've got both of them now, so. Um, nice. Oh, the, the only other thing, I thought I remember hearing something about they updated or changed a voice. But Zach's. Okay. So Zach's voice, and I just found out that recently, they changed the voice actor. Okay. Does it, it sound similar or something? No. Okay. From what I From what they've said, they sound, I can now remember, obviously, the voice from 10 years ago. Hmm. To me, Wait, was there was there voice acting on the PSP? Oh, oh, dude, it was. Okay, yes, I, I barely there was played voice it. acting. Oh no, no, there was voice acting. Like okay. there were full blown cutscenes video, which even then the graphics of the gameplay were low. Yeah, but the cutscenes cut were, top, top were yeah, top yeah. notch. Like how Final Fantasy has been doing yeah. since the dawn of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, they had voice and like even just talking regularly inside the game. Yeah, there was talking. It uh, wasn't just written. Yeah. Oh, okay. I figured it was like seven or eight or any any of the. No, I think digits. it might have been one of the first Final Fantasy where even just talking to people was actually speaking. Because there isn't, there's not a single time where you talk to somebody yeah. and somebody is not talking. Yeah. Every side character, every person you can press X to yeah. talk to yeah. will actually verbally talk on top of the. Nice. Yep. I did not know that. Yeah, it's really good. Okay. Anyway, All right, Adam. Next for up. me. So no before we get to Adam, I'm going to pause this so we can save it. Yes. So we're gonna go. To a, we're G gonna go to another break. I believe we're uh, 80 minutes in right now. <laughs> 90 minutes in. <laughs> so yeah. End of Manadrone Game of the Year Episode Part One.
Part 2 coming next week. Thanks for listening. Avalanche FF7 Rap Remix by Random, Mega Ran, and Lost Perception. Company called Shinra. I don't know exactly what they answer, but they want to get control of their life stream, and I just can't let that continue. They don't care who they hurt, who they injure, want to turn the whole planet against us. So it's simple you join the resistance, or you wind up going against us. My name is Barrett Wallace, and I'm known for paralyzing, pulverizing punks into submission. I ain't fantasizing. Wish this world wasn't violent, it'll get worse if we allow it. I head with a cannon for my arm and a mind with nothing but revenge inside it. I represent Avalanche, man, these chumps don't have a chance. Watch them scatter, man, we're never barracks, laying the battle plans. There are people inside me, team for Ravali, with a better voice of reason. Got big, got wedge, and just see anybody in my way, I'm squeezing. Get behind me, I'm leaving, but bomb in the region, it's gotta be the highest treason. But we came too far to back down, I'm not leaving till we even. Break it to whoever wanted, you can get it quick. Got the president of Shin, but throwing fits. It's our world, they can't get control of it. Ain't nobody hopping on the train till it's over. Insurgents, not a bit nervous. Encourage, got a bit further to go by any means. Getting rid of our enemies. A V A L A N C H E. Yeah, that's who we be. Insurgents, not a bit nervous. No lip service. Got a bit further to go. Do what I gotta get. Who won the problem with? A V A L A N C H E. Yeah, that's who we be.
I've got you covered. Find us a way out of here. But then... Don't worry, I'll be fine. I've got Soldier Boy with me. X, Soldier Boy.